What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and we are happy to have you for our podcast where we talk sports, we get drunk on some bourbon, <laughs> and just have a good time. That's right. We just shoot the shit like we would normally do on a, on a Monday night. That's it. We, we like to talk all kinds of events. Usually, it, it revolves around... Football, football's the king. Football's but king. But we we throw in some hockey every now and then, a little basketball, a little baseball, but largely centered around football. That's right, that's right. So and uh, you know, we, we like to start our show like you would a good meal with an opening toast where we usually honor some accomplishments or you know recognize something. some fallen Fallen, fallen heroes, heroes legends of the past. Last so. week was frigging depressing, so yeah, yeah. hopefully this one might be a little more upbeat, maybe? Yeah, I think we got one in there, but uh, right. well, let's just, you know, we're talking about it. Let's just dive right into the opening toast. Mine's positive. Mine, I'm going to uh, recognize three NFL coaches. Uh, first one I want to recognize is Frank Reich. He was introduced as the new head coach of the uh, Carolina Panthers, I think, uh, Steve Wilkes kind of got screwed a little bit, but but we'll talk about that one. Yeah, it's kind of a good story though with Frank because he was the first quarterback right That's in the right. franchise history. That's right. So it's kind of come full circle for Frank. So and he has a lot of Carolina ties. You know, you don't have to hold the the mistreatment of Wilkes against Reich. Sure, you know, Reich no. had nothing to do with that. Reich and he earned. I mean, Reich. I don't legitimately earn. I don't think Wright deserved to be fired from Indy. Right. right. So I, I, I'm a I'm a fan of of his coaching and yeah and, for uh, sure. You know I'm looking forward to see what he he can do here at, in Carolina. And then a couple of uh, coaches of the year awards were handed out by the Pro Football Writers Association, and I'm gonna have to wear that Homer hat. My man Brian Dable uh, was coach of the year for the New York Giants. You're going to wear two Homer hats. Yeah, two Homer hats because the assistant coach of the year was a former Alabama great. Right. Uh, San Francisco's defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans. And, uh, rumor has it that, uh, he's notified Denver that he's not interested in their opening and that he's really leaning towards the Texans. And, you know, he played for the Texans. Right. He was a all pro linebacker for the Texans. So, if D'Amico goes there, I won't feel so bad about either Will or, or Bryce going there. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully Bryce ends up there with a Bama guy and, coaching. And one thing about Dable that I didn't even realize until they were talking about him winning this award is the losingest team over the last five seasons combined is the New York Giants. Hmm. You should know that. Well, I mean, I knew they were bad. Right. But I didn't know that they were the worst. But I guess they've been consistent. You know, they've they've always been that four to five win team, and then you got other teams that kind of have had worse seasons, but then better seasons. And we've just kind of floated under the radar. And yeah, worst worst win percentage over the last five years, and he, he took us to the playoffs. So he deserved to be coach of the year because we, you know, Philly exposed us. We we weren't good enough to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So it had a lot to do with. I wouldn't necessarily expose you. I mean, I mean, did they expose the Niners yesterday? Well, I mean, they they're just good. They're they're, they're very just good. good. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're balanced all the way yeah, across they, the board. So they definitely have the best roster yeah. in 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 the NFL. You know, I'll, I'll put their roster up against anybody's, even sure. Kansas City. And we'll get into that. You yeah. know, when we get into the uh, coming in hot segment, but that's who I wanted to recognize. Those three coaches. Cool. Uh, I guess I'm being a homer on all three of them because you know. Frank Wright right here in our backyard, Carolina. Yeah. 
my man Dable, my Giants, and D'Amico. But hey, I didn't vote. I didn't pick him. No, <laughs> I'm just they, recognizing. Dable has some Bama ties too. Yeah, he does. Know? Yeah, he does. I'm just Hashtag toasting. Him. Built by Bama. That's right. Well, I'm gonna. You got? I'm gonna open and toast too. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with a little hockey. Okay. You know, we lost Bobby Hole today, apparently. Yeah. Yep. The Golden Jet man, longtime Chicago Blackhawk. You know, I don't. I don't have all of his stats, right. but obviously we we remember him in the '70s as as just a great skater, great shooter, great scorer. You know, he pretty much was you know Mr. Hockey for a long yeah. time. So, and of course, he, his son Brett also had right. a great NHL career. So. Uh... Yeah, good so, good genes in that family when it comes to hockey. He was eighty four years young, I believe, so he led a good life and right, obviously right. Uh, accomplished quite a bit. So I, I definitely wanted to toast Bobby Hull and the whole family. And then, of course, I want to talk a little bit about Rory McIlroy. Little golf, we yeah. Don't, we, don't, golf. we don't give golf enough love. No, nah, we're going too soon because we're approaching yeah, the yeah, Masters. April, April's coming up. But I, you know, I'm a huge Rory fan. Um, I love Rory McIlroy. I think uh, I like him. I like what he stands for off the course as well. But you know, this week at the at the Dubai Desert Classic, he mm-hmm. was warming up on the he was warming up on the practice practice tee, and Patrick Reed came up to him to talk to him, and you see it on video, and Rory kind of appears to ignore him. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Reed got mad because Rory was ignoring him and threw a tee at I was going to say, I heard something about a golfer throwing a tee at another golfer, so that was the... You know, this was in Dubai, so this was a mixture of PGA and and Live Tour all in one. And so that that was a big deal about that. But, you know, they actually, you know, don't have... They didn't have a whole lot of bad blood up until that point. I mean, we've seen them battle really good, but, you know... I'm not a huge Patrick Reed fan, nor is a lot well, of the tour. Yeah, I don't follow golf like you do. I know Rory McIlroy, you know, but I, I'm not really right. real familiar with Patrick Reed. Well, Patrick Reed, you know, I don't want to go through this huge thing on golf, but Patrick Reed has been accused of a few rules violations, you know, code ethical violations okay. within the golf golf community or within the PGA, you know, taking liberties and, and basically cheating. Um, he's been called out before, but so you either love Patrick or you don't. Now, if you're American and you got to love Patrick Reed for some of the shots he's made and some of the big um, European versus USA events, but right. at any rate, you know, apparently Patrick Reed subpoenaed, you know, his attorney subpoenaed Rory to testify because Reed's suing the PGA. Mm. So, but he sued him. He he received the subpoena on like Christmas Eve and it's just kind of been now is Reed also the one that had the video of him like moving his ball yeah 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 oh yeah that's him okay that's one of the issues Mike Mike could have put that might have could have been a combined opening toast and a scumbag because it sounds like Reed (laughs) I wasn't gonna make him a scumbag but anyway I I kind of like the fact that Rory says he didn't mean to. He wasn't really paying attention. He was kind of in a zone. Mm-hmm. But I think he clearly meant it because he's a little pissed about being subpoenaed and served on Christmas Eve when he's spending time with his family. And and then, of course, the Dubai Desert Classic comes down to, you guessed it, Rory and Patrick <laughs> Reed. And Rory sinks a birdie putt to win. Oh, nice. Okay. So, uh, so that's, a, that's a good worthy toast to, yeah, to be yeah. able to do go through all that and then – 
and go, then, and wind then up being him. head to head and beat him on on sinking a good yeah. shot. I love Roy McIlroy, man. He's you know I've been to a lot of PGA events and he's good to everybody. You know, right. he's just a good solid dude, man. Good. All right, well, uh, so to to Frank Wright, Brian Dable, D'Amico Ryan's, Roy McIlroy, and rest in peace, Bobby Hull. Bobby Hull. Cheers. Cheers. I had to. I had to approach that one. I got the. Uh, What'd you decide to sip on tonight? Evan Williams, bottled in bond. Bottled in bond. Hundred proof. Good solid uh, stock bourbon, man. Yeah, I mean it's you can you can find it pretty much anywhere, and I want to say it's about twenty bucks. Yeah, it's cheap. It's cheap. So it, it pretty much lands on everybody's under thirty list. Right. You know, like good value. So yeah, and you can't you you can't really hammer it. I mean, you can't say nothing bad about it. I mean, right. I thought you meant hammer it like slam it back. No, you can't hammer it either that way. It'll, it'll get you. Yeah, up you don't want to. I mean, you can, but you That's don't right. want to. How about you? What you got? I, over there? I went with one of our old Foresters that, that we liked, and this was the, this was the original batch. Oh, okay. So uh, we're doing a a lower proof tasting at the end of the show. We're gonna do the Duke in honor of John Wayne, and uh, so this was ninety proof, whereas. The one we're doing tonight's 88 proof. So, you know, I like to kind of keep them close when we're, we're doing that tasting. Do you so. remember the price? I don't remember the price of that. What is that, 40? 40. No, that's about. That is was, right that was 50? I think that's 49.99. Uh, either 48.99 or 49.99. Pretty. I was I was pretty sure all them old foresters are right, right, right at in 49 that. 49 and on. Right. 49 to 59 is where yeah. all of them fall. Good good bourbons. Yeah, yeah, real good. Never yeah. met an old Forester I don't like. Nah, nah, when, when, that's one of the ones, you know, I've got certain ones that when that bottle gets empty or close to empty, I go get a new bottle. All right, right. Uh, yeah. then, there, then there's some that, eh, you know, yeah. that bottle gets empty, I try a different, you know. Right. Bourbon, so. But yeah, that's one I like to keep stocked. So, all right, well, that's our toast. Yeah. Let's uh, roll into our scumbags. I'll let you start with the scumbags right. this week. I got two, but I got one specifically, and, and you'll like this first one. Right. I'm gonna go back after your boy, your your rookie defensive end, Kayvon Thibodeau. He uh, and this is this is kind of funny. I, I mean, scumbag's a little iffy on this one, <laughs> but I mean, so was the first one, Snow right. Angels, beside yeah. of a of a wounded quarterback, but. So, so you know, here's the thing, you know. So, Kayvon is at home on his couch because the G-men are out of it. Right. And he's watching the Niners get trounced by the Eagles. And uh, he tweets out, way this game looks, we, we may be better than the 49ers. And, of course, you know, that goes out and, and on comes Eric Armstead. And uh, these, are, these two guys are both retired mm-hmm. um, 49ers. And Eric Armstead's like, don't do that, bro. We watched y'all's film. <laughs> and then Thibodeau responds back, we all watching the Super Bowl from the couch. <laughs> and good old Joe Staley comes on and says, congrats on your four sacks. That's huge. Unbelievable numbers. Taking a pot shot at the fact that he, you know, he had a good rookie season. Of course, season, of course he led, to, led all rookies in pressure. But, you know, we'll, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just nitpick the stats. That still, you still, yeah, he only had four sacks. So. And, and he also missed about the first half of the season. But that's okay, Staley. <laughs> you, you go ahead and nitpick the, the, what so, you want to attack. So, look, he homer and already. He can't stand got, it. He I can't stand it. That's why I did this because I def- like to put him on the – Got to defend my boy. So, Kayvon comes back on and says, who are you, bro? 
And I'm telling you, okay, so 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 this is who Joe Staley is. I'm speaking to you now, Thibodeau. <laughs> I want a piece of you. Joe Staley's a three times all pro, six time pro bowler, two thousand ten NFL all decade team, former first rounder, and a thirteen year vet who retired just a few years ago. That's who Joe Staley is. When you get those kind of numbers behind your name, then you can say, Who are you, bro? Okay, so learn your history. So in twenty thirty six, we're gonna revisit this conversation. It, it might be episode four four hundred. You do the math. I can't. That's way too far. I don't even know. Will we be around? Then? Hell, you'll be ancient. I will be. Anyway, that's 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 my that's my uh, that's your scumbag scumbag number one. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau. Why are you talking about that? Why are in like Micah Parsons? He's he's texting about every play of every game. Why are why are all these players so? It's all about their social media, man. Yeah, they all want to be influencers. I mean, they're instant influencers right. just because of their name. But I mean, because yeah, I almost made Micah my scumbag last week for doing the same stuff, and uh, you know, you even got like Mahomes' wife is is. Taunting the Chiefs. I mean, the uh, Bengals. Yeah, you know? right, right. And Eli Apple. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, like to, uh, they like to have fun with each other uh, via Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or whichever this, media they're using. It's kind of fun to watch it unfold. It is funny. It is funny. Uh, oh, I forgot my good line, though. I was going to say to Kayvon, Hey, in the words of Travis Kelsey, shut your mouth, jabroni. <laughs> Did you see that? Actually, Did you catch that? That's really be, would be the words of uh, the Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No, nah, that's now Kelsey's man. That <laughs> he was done great. stole that, huh? That was great last night. Is that, that was, was that what he was uh, talking to the, the mayor of Cincinnati? Yeah, the Cincinnati? And then he go to the University of Cincinnati? He did, he did. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I was like, why is he attacking Cincinnati? He... he Went to school there. Him and his brother, I yeah, believe. The, may, the mayor of Cincinnati said that was uh, Burrowhead. Yeah, Burrowhead State because mm-hmm. Joe was three of them. That's right. Anyway, yeah. so let's move and on. And apparently to Patrick Mahomes' dad was smoking a cigar oh, after yeah. the game. Oh, yeah. and, he, and somebody asked me, he's like, yeah, I'm just smoking that Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. You know, that's, <laughs> so they, that's going to be a rivalry oh, going for forward. While, that's yeah. going to be fun to watch, yeah. man. It, I, you know, if, if Cincinnati can shore up that old line, there's no ten. Of course, first move might be getting rid of Jonah Williams, ex Alabama I mean, guy. I mean, he's, 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 he he's all pro when he's healthy, but he just can't stay healthy. He's a he's a sieve when he's playing, though. He <laughs> doesn't block anybody. He makes a good block here and there, but I mean, obviously, I watch him when he's playing because right. he's a Bama guy. But but yeah, Bengals. did you say you had somebody else? Or? Yeah, I was. I was gonna. I was gonna scumbag one other person. I figured I would just stay on the Georgia train. Okay. And and call Stetson Bennett out. <laughs> you know, Stetson Bennett was a public intoxication. Yeah, Sunday morning got arrested for public intoxication, going around knocking on doors. <laughs> was he just, lost? <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, man. Just enjoying his life, you know, because he's living. He's living large right now. But what is he? Thirty. He's like 47 years old on the cusp of the NFL draft. And he just had actually helped his draft stock. And now this, you know, this kind of stuff hurts your draft stock. Who did I compare him to, uh, if you remember, his moxie, his 
He's a former walk-on. Oh, it was uh, it was um, um, Baker. Baker Mayfield. What did Baker do? That's true. Baker <laughs> Mayfield. He following in Baker's footsteps. He's following in Baker's footsteps. Baker got arrested for public intoxication. That's right. After his senior year, too. Almost like he read his book or something. And he wants to be just like Baker. I'm telling you. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah. So I mean, he's affected his draft stock a little bit, but yeah, you know, it makes you wonder. Uh, he's, he's still. That, I mean, I mean, he's still. I, I mean, I laugh about the story to be honest with right. you, but I like, I like getting onto the the bulldog fan base a little bit. Well, I saw somebody after the news came out. They tweeted, "The only people that've been able to stop Stetson Bennett this <laughs> year is the Texas police in <laughs> the Bud Light." Yeah. All right. Well. I'm going. I saw them papers. Yeah, I, I'm going. This this is the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' podcast. So you know we always Last toast. Time I checked. We always toast and and give scumbags to to sports people. Gotcha. Well, I'm gonna go the bourbon route this time. Okay. Because this man was arrested for driving his Porsche from Texas. I don't think he was partying with Stetson. From Texas to Kentucky. And used a propane torch, bolt cutters to break into the Maker's Mark distillery. <laughs> and he was trying to set the place on fire. So, Mr. Uh, on January 18th, Mr. Christian P. Douglas of Mesquite, Texas, was arrested. He drove 807 miles <laughs> because he said that Maker's Mark poisoned him. Oh, my God. So, he went and broke in. And was using the torch on one of the doors and got arrested. Now, why? Did he get? Did he get in? He got in. He got in through the gate. Yeah, but the, the, they arrested him before he really could do any damage. Uh, Thank I mean, there goodness. Was a, there was a little bit of damage done, but right, right, right. Why? Why somebody want to go after a distillery? What did a distillery ever do to you? Poison. <laughs> Apparently, poisoned him. Man, that's a lot of that's a lot of nice artwork and glass in it. I know it, I mean, man. Think about that. It's, we, it's we, a beautiful distillery. We've been to that distillery, and it. Every, was... every time somebody tells me they're going up to Kentucky doing the Bourbon Trail, there's three that I tell them are can't miss. Yeah, and that's Maker's Mark, Buffalo uh, Trace, and Woodford. Yeah, and those three to me are the best. Tours to go see and makers. Makers was clearly. Yeah, I, I would put them in that order. I would put yeah. makers first, Buffalo Trace second, and Woodford third. Buffalo Trace and makers is pretty close though, because that, that that was a nice campus. Yeah, at Buffalo Trace and and uh, seeing all that. But yeah, yeah. So I was like, when I saw that story, I was like, that's my scumbag right there. Anybody that's gonna drive 807 miles and try to destroy the Maker's Mark Distillery <laughs> is a scumbag. I wonder what kind of charge you get for that. Uh, Just B and E. I think that was part of it, and vandalism. Yeah, uh, yeah, B and E vandalism. Let's see if this article says trespassing. Just throwing the book at him. He was arrested and charged with third degree attempted burglary, third degree attempted arson, possession of burglary tools. <laughs> That arson charge ought to yeah. carry quite a bit. Yeah. And third degree criminal trespassing. <laughs> so there's some crazy ass. He actually in this is still world, being held. Man. He's not supposed to uh, be arraigned until the thirtieth. When's that? Tomorrow? That's today. Or today. So he's being arraigned today. That's today. He he was he's already arraigned, so 
<laughs> Might need to revisit that story. Why is there so many crazy people in this one? I mean, who the hell is going to yeah, break into a distillery? I mean, if, I, if I'm going to break in, I'm going to break into Buffalo Trace and try to get me some, some blands, blands and you know something that I can resell and make some money. Find that pappy. Pappy, you know, <laughs> get the good stuff. But I'm going to... You ain't gonna have to hunt for me, please, because I'm gonna be drunk somewhere, <laughs> yeah, passed out yeah, on the floor with a with a bottle <laughs> with a, under under no, each other. No, a keg. I'm gonna have a keg just just, just just pouring on me. You'd probably be dead, drowned to death from the, just the bourbon, charcoal all in the face. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ah, Lee, man, there's some there's some idiots. I thought man. You, I thought you might like that story. Yeah, once I saw that, I was like, I've got to. That was a good one. It was too much to write down though, so I just printed it. I see that. <laughs> A change of pace. That's right. You mix it up a little bit. Got, got, got to change it up every once in a while. So you know, like I said, we're the bourbon buzzed and balling. So we talk bourbon and sports. So that's a little bit of a scumbag on the bourbon side. Of there things. you go. All right. Well, let's get off of those and let's. He's definitely uh, a scumbag when you're trying to take down one of the the best American greats. You know, I mean, that's just well, you don't even see it to say American. That's kind of redundant with bourbon. Right. Right. One of the bourbon greats. That's true. I guess that's more Japanese whiskey, though. Right. But uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, there's no place in this world for anybody that's going to try to vandalize a distillery. <laughs> I thought she was fixing to get all serious. <laughs> Don't ever lay your hands on a woman. <laughs> or, that's right. Or a distillery. <laughs> we, my, my two golden rules. <laughs> you know them old dudes, man. They're always trying to give life lessons. I thought she was fixing to try to give a life lesson. <laughs> There's no place in this world to vandalize but an one establishment. Of, one of the things that really surprised me was he said he drove his Porsche. <laughs> hey, man, it's high-class burglary. High-class burglary. I guess he said, screw it, man. I got enough money. I mean, what kind of Porsche? I mean, it, it was did. a 911. I, I mean, well, it did, it did, it did say, it just said he drove his Porsche. It did. I got you. It didn't say what kind of. We're going to try to dive into the weeds on this discussion. <laughs> what kind of Porsche he's got. Well, let's 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 talk some coming in coming hot. Coming in hot. All right. I guess just pretty much NFL, man. Well, yeah, Super Bowl is set. And I think it's going to be a good one. Do you really? I do. I think yeah. I think Patrick's got a couple weeks for that ankle to get a little better. And, uh, you know, Jalen's got a couple weeks for his shoulder, to, which I, I didn't get to see the game yesterday, but. I mean, I didn't. Mean, I mean, he didn't throw. He didn't. He didn't light it up on the on the scoreboard stat sheet for throwing. Yeah. I mean, what was he? I think he threw for a hundred and forty something yards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, he didn't. Like I said, he didn't light the scoreboard up. But I don't know. I got a different take, man. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. And I think Mahomes clearly. I mean, that's your X factor. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he came back. Seven days, oh, yeah. not even seven full, on a high ankle sprain, and he looked really good. I mean, he looked really good last night. But I still, I just think his injury, the wide receiver injuries. Um, you got Sneed, his injury. I mean, he's anchored that defensive backfield. Yeah, Philly, you know, largely is healthy, and you know, Casey to me just so unbalanced right now. I mean, they can't run. Really well. I mean, I know. Of course, I I didn't give KC much chance against Cincy. I can't remember what I I, I predicted Cincy to win. I know <laughs> yeah. that. And, I thought you know, the, the Mahomes, Mahomes injury. Yeah, would, I mean, would, he clearly he clearly yeah. fooled a lot of people. But I think a stat here's a stat I came up. With. KC is 
KC is really weak in red zone defense, and Philly's third best in red zone offense. Well, well yeah, when you seven point eight, you got because you got to cover for everything. Yeah, exactly. You, you well, know, I mean, Jalen can run it. Jalen can roll out. Jalen can, can throw it. it. He can hand it off. I mean, that's right. There's a lot to come in the offensive line. Yeah, you have you have to you have to account for all eleven players when when they're in the red zone. Well, I mean, you really have to when they're on offense. Right. But uh, yeah, that extra. That extra threat of Jalen, because he's so hard to stop in the red zone. He's been that well, way since he was a freshman yeah, at Bama. He's so he's a power lifter. Yeah. He's so strong. Those legs. He just he is so strong. Them. You he saw he, that yesterday. He they did a quarterback, and you knew they were going to do a quarterback sneak. He did a quarterback sneak from the almost a three yard line and, and just all powered in there, man. He's just he's so strong, and you know Philly Philly is peaking right now to me. Their pass rush has a 52% win rate. I I just see Philly winning easily. I think it's going to be – I predicted 31-20 to 20 mm-hmm. is my prediction, which seems rather close. And I think the, the score will still be kind of close, but I don't think as a fan you'll ever kind of feel like Philly was in trouble. Okay. That's how I see it playing out. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean – like I said, with with Mahomes, I know with Mahomes, you can, you can and never, Mahomes is gonna make me look stupid. Of course, probably. of course, Philly's secondary, you know, with Slay and and Bradbury, yeah, they're good man. And they got KC's it. hurt. And and if if Mahomes, you know, can't evade that pass rush that that Philly's got. Juju it, got hurt yesterday. I don't yeah. know his. I don't know the severity. Your boy, he can never stay healthy. What's what's the, the kid that came from the Giants? Oh, the Tony. Little, yeah. yeah, the little Swiss yeah. Army knife. Yeah, Tony. Kadarius Tony. Yeah, he got hurt. And, I mean, he's lethal when he's healthy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he. But he can't, you know, your best ability is what? Availability. That's right. He can't stay on the field, man. That's I'm what... telling you, I just I just think, I know Mahomes is the X factor, but. Well, and yet you got. You just have to account for Kelsey. And, and, and Andy Reid. I mean, there's so many good stories. Because you got is, Andy yeah. Reid. Who coached both teams? Right, the winningest Philly coach ever. Yeah, and and he's. I think they said he's was one win away from being Kansas City's. Hmm. Uh, so and yeah. the Philly fans love him. Yeah, they didn't. There was no bad blood, which they have bad blood for everybody. You got the Kelsey brothers. It's going to be the first brothers. brothers competing. You know, the Harbaugh brothers coached against each right. other in the Super Bowl, but this will be the first time that uh, brothers are playing against each other in the Super Bowl. I almost toasted his parents because that's a hell of a job well yeah. done. <laughs> Not only that, probably one of the greatest tight ends ever. And, and one of the greatest centers. Greatest centers. Yeah, they're, they're both Hall of Famers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Their first ballot at, at their position. And it's kind of odd. You know, a lot of times you have – when you have brothers like the Mannings, they're all quarterbacks. You have, you know, Shannon Sharp and Sterling Sharp. They were both receivers. You don't really see a center and a tight end, right? <laughs> you know, but that center's got a a, a freakish. Oh yeah, he's know, a hell of an athlete too. Yeah. You know, so there's a maybe a reason for him to choose that position. But yeah, and they're both so well respected around the. I mean, so the their parents should be super proud of what they've accomplished. You know, on the field, off the field. They do a podcast. Yeah, uh, I've watched. They, they do it remotely. You know, they don't get right. together, but because they're across the country. Travis Kelsey, man, he's funny. Yeah, he is funny as hell. To listen oh yeah, I, to. I got I got mad respect for both of them. Uh, so, yeah, a lot a lot of good story. You got Patrick versus Jalen. Jalen 
is the first Bama, and yes, I'm saying he's a Bama quarterback. <laughs> and Mr. Had, Mr. Clack that. came out today and said it was a joke that Bama's trying to claim Jalen that he wouldn't be where he is oh, if I he mean, didn't so go to Oklahoma. Had a few inflated statistics. I mean, is Lincoln Riley that much of a coach whisper? I mean, well, when Jalen asked, why is he? in the position he's in. What was his answer? Yeah. What was Jalen's answer? Forget about what anybody else thinks. What did Jalen think? Right. Jalen said, I owe this to Alabama. Did you see what Smitty said? And then Smitty said, yeah. Bama. Bama. I mean, that's. You know, why do you not celebrate? Why do you not act like Bama? Yeah. You know, because they they want to act. They're used to winning. They're not done yet. No, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. But, I, I mean, I do think that Lincoln Riley helped his passing game. I do, I do think that. Sure. So, but sure. Lincoln Riley had nothing to do with who Jalen Hurts is as the player. No, not at all. And or that comes person. from his dad. Yeah, exactly. And the, from Saban. The person he is, the character he has to be benched in the middle of a game but still support his team and come back and, and actually flip the script. And then he graduates and he goes to, to a different place to improve – his game and play where to he add was, value, add exactly like what Saban's exactly. always preaching: add value to yourself. And uh, I mean, he, even if he didn't leave, he was he would have got drafted. Sure, would he, he have would. gotten drafted as high? Maybe, probably not. Probably not. But, but but he still would be in the league, and who knows, you know what story that would have been wrote. But uh, no, he was still rough as rough as he could be throwing the ball in, in the NFL when he came in. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I he mean, wasn't a polished passer coming no, from Oklahoma. No, he's, he's been polished at the NFL level. And he's done most of it himself because he puts in all kinds sure. of extra work. Lincoln Riley, I mean, you you got to give Lincoln Riley credit. He, he is an offense – I mean, we talk about offensive geniuses. Mm-hmm. I think Lincoln Riley is clearly an offensive genius. Right. Because where can – where can you find somebody that's taken some of these cast-off quarterbacks and turned them into Heisman Trophy winners, right. put up these gaudy stats, and not win national championship? Well, it's, it's not. It's also very because of the scheme. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's not just offensive genius. Yeah, it's not yeah. just these turned these players into just exactly. superstars. Because look what they're doing. You right. know, look what, look what Baker and Kyler. It doesn't translate. Necessarily, I'm not right. saying that that Baker won't catch fire again, or Kyler Murray won't catch fire, or Caleb Williams won't come into the league and light it up. Jalen Hurts is obviously doing good, but Jalen Hurts still has well, it, issues as a quarterback yeah, I mean, that he's J- got to get better a, at. Jalen is in that Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson. They ain't great quarterbacks, right? They're they're, they're athletes, tremendous that, athletes that. Pose a threat, throw the ball yeah. pretty good. Enough, yeah, you, you got enough of that that ability that the defense doesn't know what to do. Exactly. If they drop back to cover the pass, you're going to run. If they come up to stop the run, you're going to throw it over top of them. Lincoln Riley gets way too much credit for anything, you know, until he starts winning, actually winning championships. I can't give him a whole lot of credit. Can I give him credit for being an offensive genius? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, yeah. like you said, he puts. His offense, he puts his players in a position to be mismatched. Yeah. Well, and, and, the, and the reason it doesn't translate is because, like you said, they're creating mismatches and wide open Exactly. Spaces. Exactly. 
Throwing Any, anybody receivers. complete those passes. In the NFL, yep. you have to be able to throw it in a tight window. You have to make that decision in two seconds. Yep. And it's a whole different ball the, game. That's the number one knock on an Alabama quarterback until Tua was our quarterbacks have been throwing to incredibly wide open receivers. It really wasn't until Tua where we actually had some really – good accuracy we had a quarterback that could actually throw into windows and throw receivers open you know we had aj mccarron putting up gaudy stats but (laughs) not necessarily translating to the nfl because now he's got to throw into tighter windows and And then poor poor bryce he never had an open receiver (laughs) well he did his his, he did with with jameson williams this, this season no i think if anything I mean, he's clearly been the best in my book that I've ever seen at Alabama. And I actually read today where his accuracy was a little in question, which kind of shocked me. Yeah, I mean, I know this year he had to make some some throws that he was uh, off schedule with. Well, he, was, he was also hurt. I he, mean, exactly. You got so, a sprained throwing shoulder. It's going to affect your accuracy. Yeah, I mean, exactly. look at look at Mahomes was missing some passes. Sure. In that Kansas City game yeah, last night, not being able to because of the ankle. Exactly. I mean, it, he those were throws that he never misses. Sure. And he, you know, and an injury. Bryce's throws during the season were tailing off behind receivers that he wasn't leading them like he normally yeah, he does because quite he couldn't quite. Yeah, exactly. So couldn't get that. You know, I, I read this stuff and I hear people like Joel Clack come out and say stuff like this, and I'm like, dude, you, you're really just kind of going off half-cocked. I mean, yeah. you just want to you just want to say something to get viewers. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Most of what they're doing in the media these days is bait click shit. You That's know? it, man. Hey, just for views, man. Clicks, and yeah. we're talking legit shit here. I mean, you got to take everything into consideration. Back to Lincoln Riley. He's a great coach, great offensive mind, but he didn't make Jalen Hurts, what, a third-round draft pick? Second, I think. Second, second, late second, third, whatever it was. He he put him in position with statistics to get there, but Jalen got there on his own accord. Mm-hmm. Jalen's a great human because of the Yeah, I saw because of the foundation his parents gave him. Right. Yeah, I saw know. somebody call him America's quarterback. Uh on on the you know, Jalen should be – everybody should be a Jalen Hurts fan because oh, yeah, if you watch his whole story, I mean, he just – the character that that kid has, I can't see that any – I mean, how could you not want that to be your son-in-law? Or right. How could you not that want your son to aspire to that? I mean, his character is just is yep. just off the charts. Yeah, I had to, I had to rep Jalen yeah. tonight with the little uh, throwback Those, yeah. Bama jersey when he was wearing the deuce – yeah, speaking of, of uh, Jalen at Bama, so he's the first quarterback to start in the Super Bowl since the Snake, since the snake. Kenny Stabler in 1977. Seven, seven against the Vikings. Yeah, and did you know that – so there's two schools that are tied right now with the most – and don't look at my thing over here. I'm going to see if okay. you know. Right. Two schools have the most quarterbacks that have started and won a Super Bowl. Started and won a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Two schools. Well, let's see. So you got you got the Snake and you got Joe Willie. So that's two for Bama. Um golly, no, I don't It's I don't, tough. I didn't I, I didn't I had no idea until I until I read it. 
Let's see. If but I you're can... missing one for Bama. The first one. Oh, that's the first true. two. <laughs> Bart Starr, I forgot. You always forget about Bart Starr. <laughs> I know Man. you don't associate him with Bama. It's hard to, you know. It really is hard to. Oh man, I don't know if I want to waste the show right. sitting here thinking about it. I'm, I'm kind of. Am I? Should I go to Purdue? Boom! 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 I didn't see your screen either. I promise. Lynn, I'm, I'm, L- da- L- Lynn Dawson, Dawson Brian. I'm not Brian Greasy. Uh, yeah, um, Greasy and the Breeze. Yeah, and Drew Breeze. Yeah. So if Jalen wins, then Alabama will have the record with four. Boom. Uh, so yeah, hey, good call. I was just about to give it to you. I, I was grinding on Stanford. Yeah. Because of Elway, and I couldn't remember. Well, I, luck never won luck one. Luck never won one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got so, it right. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So that surprised me. that Because that, you don't think of Alabama as a quarterback school, and they had a long drought. Yeah, we had in, a very long in drought. Between, in between, sure. you know, in between Stabler and, and this recent batch of, of QBs. And then uh, Devontae, I think it, he could be the fourth player. And I, I don't know I, – I'm thinking it's fourth player, but that is a national champion, a Heisman Trophy winner, and then would be a Super Bowl champion. I think there's mm. I think there's been three of them, oh, and wow. he, he would be the fourth. His catch was beautiful. Yeah, I, I, catch was... I, I saw a replay of that, that one-handed catch. I mean, I, I told – I have a couple of friends that are uh, Eagles fans, um, huge Eagles fans, and I told them when they – when they drafted Jalen and, of course, when they drafted Devontae, they were getting probably two of the most high-character kids that they've got in the in the entire organization. Yeah. Man, it's panning out, man. Devontae is the most – he's got the most humility of any person you have ever you could have ever met. I right. mean, just – I don't know, the kids are It's almost like he was embarrassed to win the Heisman Trophy. He's embarrassed to do anything yeah. good. It's like he yeah. just – And know. I don't know – I don't want to jinx him or anything, but he's so – Skinny. Yeah, but the separation he gets and the smoothness in which he runs those routes. And you you know, if you can't get a hand on him on the line of scrimmage, yeah. you're you're over. You're not gonna you're not gonna stop him from catching it. But they asked Jalen about his and Devontae's connection and Jalen said we used to work out together in the off season, after practice. He said, Devontae you know, he would tell people he couldn't go out and party and this and that, mm-hmm. and he would stick around to, to work out with Jalen. So, there again, that's part of their their Bama yeah. process. We got to get back to that at Tuscaloosa, man. We got to get back to that. Yeah, uh, I feel like we I feel like we've missed some of that I, in the I last think, year. You know, I think Nick is looking a little bit more this recruiting class at character as well as ability. Yeah. Um, you know, I I read today that he. Turned down a transfer portal DB starter and mm. and a top DB prospect, Cormani McLean, because they it? were asking for a certain amount of NIL money, right. and Nick said, "I don't give NIL money until you earn it." That's right. Or you got to earn it yourself. I'm yeah, not giving it's it. It's not given. I mean, you you. But earn they, it. they they wanted basically like a, a million point three dollars just to come to Alabama, right? And, and Nick told him that's what it's gotten to, man. He just want that bag of cash delivered. Yep. Well, let's 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 get into uh, Steve Wilkes. You want to talk about Steve Wilkes? A sure, little? yeah. Kind of yeah. alluded to that, <laughs> and, and you want to talk about classy individual. Very the way he's handled this situation. You read his letter to Charlotte, and uh, I didn't read it uh, word for word. I kind of right. 
footnoted. <laughs> well, you were alluding to it, so I figured you, you at least read it. It's only three paragraphs. <laughs> you got tired after after the first paragraph. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to quote it at all, but I mean, like you said, high class. I'm really shocked, man. I'm really shocked. I felt like he earned it. Yeah. Um, again, like you said earlier, this is not a shot at Frank Wright because he's clearly uh, qualified, and and I think uh, we're in good hands here yeah. in the Charlotte market with Frank Wright for sure. But mm-hmm. man, I just felt like what Steve Wolf's got to do, man. Yeah. He he turned that organization around and changed the culture quickly after trading away Christian McCaffrey who did great yesterday by the way I'm glad to see that but and uh, um, Robbie Anderson yeah I mean I think I think that was baggage but well but I mean that's one of your that was supposedly going to be your top receiver and your top running back that you got rid of and you bring in a coach who you know basically you just want him to go through the motions but hey he's he had him winning and you know Knocking yeah. on the doorsteps of a playoff. Yeah, party. exactly. And I mean, I I thought he did. Uh, man, I thought he did everything he should have, and I really felt like he deserved the job. But of course, what do you expect you know, out of Tepper? I mean, but you know, at the same time, Tepper did say from the get go he wanted an offensive minded coach. And how'd that work? And, rule. Well, I don't necessarily <laughs> know he was offensive minded. That. He he made that move. That was that was a stupid move. Matt Rule yeah. was. I mean, I never understood it from the get go. I wish we had the podcast um, at that time because I, I would have predicted a, <laughs> yeah. a bad ending. But um, you know, Tepper did say he always wanted an offensive-minded guy, and I think he got that in Frank Reich. But at the same time, you know, Frank Reich's going to hire an offensive coordinator. Couldn't Wilkes have hired a offensive-minded right. coordinator? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you're kind of speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Really, the when you're looking for the head coach, you should be looking at. CEO of your organization. Yeah, it, it's not offensive minded, defensive minded. It's who's who, who's going to be able to take both sides and put it together, or who you know. Look at the Dolphins and and Mike McDaniel. Yeah, he's very offensive minded, but he wasn't too proud to fire his defense coordinator and then bring in Vic Fangio, who's also got head coaching experience and but he's he's a de- defensive. Strong yeah. defensive line. So one. now you got balance. So you can have balance if your head coach is defensive minded. You bring in a really strong offensive minded right. offense coordinator. You know, so it's it's about you know you mentioned it earlier with the Eagles. It's about balance. Yeah, I mean you're still the the you're still the CEO. You're still the the top dog. You right. you override and trump any call you want to on your. Offensive coordinator's game plan or the D.C.'s coordinator right. game plan. And I think, you know, Frank Reich's going to have the ability, hopefully, to to maybe, you know, because as a head coach, if you're not calling the plays, you're seeing the game differently. You're able to see things a little differently, more, a lot less tunnel vision as an O.C. would be. Right. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's why you have – you need strong O.C. and D.C. so absolutely. that you can focus on the, the flow of the game, the clock management, yeah. the – Making adjustments, uh, that type of stuff. You, you don't need to be, you know. They talking about OCs and coaches and this and that. Dallas fired Kellen Moore. Right. Well, they mutually agreed to part. Sure. And now McCarthy supposedly is going to go back to calling plays. You know, is that what you really want to do? That, was, gonna, that didn't work out. That's going to take last your, time. Yeah, it's going to take your focus away. And speaking of Kellen Moore, right? The Chargers scooped him up. 
quickly. You know, I don't even think he had both feet out of the uh, complex in Dallas, and he was already hired by the Chargers. Yeah, they'll be going for it on fourth down. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, I'm I'm behind Frank. I mean, he's got a lot of Carolina connect. Did you know his brother's the head coach at Wingate? No, Frank Reich? Yeah, his brother's the head coach right down the road okay. in South Carolina. Okay, good for them. Yeah, I well, mean, he's 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 <clears throat> he's never really been given a great quarterback. Most of his quarterbacks were beyond their their prime. Right. Um, of course, Luck retiring. Yeah, I mean, I guess he, he did start with Luck, but what do you have, one season with Luck? Or yeah. Maybe two? I think, I think Luck retired suddenly in 19. I don't remember. But, right uh, before COVID. But, I mean, at the same and time. And then they tried, to, they tried to just plug in Carson these veterans. Wentz, Carson Wentz was kind of his fault. Well, I mean, he was he, – he had Wentz at an MVP level yeah, no, with Philly. Philly so, he was available. So, yeah, let's bring him in, you know. That's what I'm saying. They brought in these – Wentz ain't been the same since he got hurt that year that he was on an MVP level. Uh, Phillip Rivers was – Aging. He was done. He was yeah. about done by the time he got to the he Colts. He was tired from you know, eight he, kids. He had one <laughs> – Eight or nine kids. One, one season with Jacoby Brissett. But it was Brissett's best season ever. You know what I mean? So, he's, he's had success with what he's had to work with. But – is it his fault for selecting some of these quarterbacks? Yeah, he probably had a hand in it, but what were his other options? We don't know at the time. Right. You know, right. Indy never did draft a quarterback to to groom to become, you know. They really got screwed by luck. Yeah, that was <laughs> They really had bad luck. They had bad <laughs> bad luck. That's so, true. That, you that know, that kind of that kind of got them, you know, Running on a treadmill. They couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the Panthers have a good good draft cap. So, you know, I think Reich maybe can get his quarterback. I mean, I, I'm hoping that's still the thought. Right. You know, I'm hope, I know they're pretty high on Sam Darnold towards the end of the season, but I'm hoping that's, they're high on him as a backup, yeah. a good quality or backup. Or at least a, a, a table Trade. holder, you know. Could, could, yeah, could potentially be a – because, you know, they got Matt Corral, too, right. coming off of the IR. Darnold, you know, if he comes out and has a great preseason, yeah. he could be trade. Or trade or, or start until Corral or if they draft somebody or ready. Sure. You know, so he could be that placeholder for the other the other guys. Anyway, Steve so Wilkes, is Wilkes man, get, is, he him, get, is he getting any interviews anywhere? I don't know. I, I, I really didn't look and see where his, his destinations are going to be. Um, well, maybe he'll end up in Tuscaloosa. We're still we could use a yeah. DC. Yeah, you still got Denver open. You still got uh, Arizona open. Like I said, Texans. It's looking like D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, the Panthers, of course, hired Reich. Apparently, Eric Bieniemy just doesn't interview well. Yeah, I read something today that said Bieniemy is being considered to interview for the. Washington Commanders um, offensive coordinator. Why would you – why? It said the only reason he might would want to do that was to show that he could be successful away from away McCarthy. From I mean, not McCarthy, Andy, Andy Reid. Well, hell, maybe he wants to sit and be the coach in waiting for Andy Reid. That might be his – Right. Might be what he's looking at. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, you said uh, we need an OC and a DC in Tuscaloosa. I 
the rumor is they're talking to Ryan Grubb, Washington's OC. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, he's the he's the OC. Yeah, he's the he was Washington's OC. He's followed that coach that just went to Washington, De- DeBoer. De- I don't know how you say his name. But, I don't uh, know. Oh, you're talking about the Huskies. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, oh, I the, thought you were talking about the no, no, no. The Commanders. No. The the University of Washington. I got you. Okay. Yeah, he's their OC, and he uh, he took the Washington pass offense from 72nd to first. Total offense second, scoring offense from 113 to 10th. Well, can he can he come and bring Penix with him? <laughs> well, that's that's what some of the some of the talk was. Well, maybe we get a package deal. <laughs> that, that might be pretty good. Uh, of course, it, it was against Pac-10. De- I mean, Pac-12 defenses, so yeah, it's uh, pretty soft. So you got to take take some of those stats with a look. But I mean, that's some tremendous that doubled. They went from scoring 258 points to 516. He's got to find somebody pretty quick. I mean, so, we're starting to eke into the, the I mean, latter months, or latter weeks of, of it, winter. Yeah, I'm surprised, you know, because you got the, the second signing period coming yeah. up. And, uh, of course, I don't know that – I, mean, I don't I think don't, we're taking anybody else. But. I don't think there was a whole lot of slots left to, to right. fill. So, I think we're good there. But, um, you know, we're running of course, out of weeks. Of course, recruits ain't coming here because of who the OC or DC right. is. They're coming because it's Bama and Saban and the just the tradition that we the built. pipeline to the NFL. NFL and then, you. of course, the rumor is that he he wants to bring Pruitt back for DC, but they got to go through all the the red tape and the yeah. There's a lot of red tape with bringing him back. Yeah, I still I still would prefer Schumann, but Pruitt Pruitt. Is proven. I mean, has, he, he, has Schumann said no? I don't know that. I don't know if there's ever been a. It's nothing's ever been made public. You know, I'm sure there was some conversations behind the scene. The Georgia faithful says that's not going to ever happen. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's not not for me to figure out. Right. All right. Well, what you say we uh, wrap up this yeah. episode and. Like I said, I got a Duke, Kentucky straight bourbon Duke. over there waiting for us at the bar. So we'll go over and taste it, and then we'll rate, rate that, that shit. shit. See you at the bar. Cheers. <laughs>